You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation. With me, as always, on a Thursday from Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Yo, yo, yo. Whoa, 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 what? Stats, stats, stats. Happy schedule release day to you, my friend. Boom. Love schedule release day. Super excited. Are you going to do that thing where you're like, this is one of my favorite days of the year, what you say about like every day? Over under win totals come out, one of my favorite days of the year. Schedule release coming out, one of my favorite days of the year. NFL draft, one of my favorite days of the year. Niners are not trading Jimmy Garoppolo, one of my favorite <laughs> days of the year. You say that as if it's inconsistent. All that can still fly, right? My favorite days of the year, one of. Schedule release, over under, draft, opening day. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I'm just saying, you know, your, your word of favorite is really not that exclusive. Like, no, you know. I said one of my favorite. That's I one of I mean, my okay, favorites. You're, you're literally correct. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, you know, I throw around the word favorite and like people's ears perk up. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just, you're oh, really God. generous with your, your favorites. We're going to get into a bunch of different stuff today. Something just popped up before we hit record that is just taking over space in my brain and is not allowing me to think about anything else. So I'm going to have to ask you a question about it. But before we get to that, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. I just saw this. It's not NFL related before we hit record. But they changed the Larry O'Brien trophy, the championship trophy that they give out in the NBA. They've changed it. They've redesigned it. And they're giving out the new one this year for the first time. Two questions, RJ. First, if it was me, I would be mad to win the new trophy, right? Like when, When you think about winning a championship, you think of like getting that classic trophy, whatever it looks like. And then, so to win it in the first year, you're kind of like, what is this thing? Does this even count? I, oh, I'm sorry. It sounded like you had uh, a little bit more uh, to say there. I will say, I think this is strategy. Um, like, I, I've become, you know, like, I'm so adult now. Like, sand is not real. You know what I mean? Like, I, like all, all the, like, you know, you know, nice, like, pleasantries of, of innocence have been distorted in my mind. Um, and so, you'll recall stats that when you know, we boldly did the episode of the look ahead, hating on Madden for not doing anything legitimate, right? Every single year. And all Madden does is recycle. They'll bring back a feature from the past and they'll present it as new. Right. And then you're supposed to get like hyped and gassed up like, Oh, right on. <laughs> they're, they're doing something that they did 15 years ago. Like that is total and complete strategy on the subject of the NBA. I saw that this year they're putting the script words, the finals back on the court for the finals. And when they, when they like shared that information, everybody was like, yes, yes. And like, this is just like a, an attack on our nostalgia. That's all it's, it's taking advantage of our nostalgia. Like, cause now we're all like, oh yes, finally. Like I've been waiting for this forever. I <laughs> guarantee you 
at some point in the future, not only will the NBA revert back to the original trophy, the Larry OB, but at some point in the future, the NFL will revert to the classic NFC and AFC championship oh, trophies. Oh, God, I hope so. But, but like, that, and you and I will sit here and we'll throw praises at them because they reverted, even though this was like a problem that they created. You know, right. like, like, we'll sit here and praise them because it will be taking advantage of our nostalgia. Last question I want to ask you before we get to actual football. Coolest championship trophy. I would say the Masters green jacket, but that's not a trophy. Although there is a trophy um, involved. Nobody cares about that trophy. I am a huge history, like, you know, significance dude. So the Stanley Cup, like that, like that is super cool. Like what, what is associated with it? If I'm going purely off of aesthetics, I know you're not a soccer guy, but if we're talking about just the visual presentation, yep. the, the Premier League trophy is oh, incredible. I thought you were going to go a different way there. I think the World Cup trophy is the best trophy. Oh, no, dude. That's, it's, it's awesome. Disgusting. What do you I, mean? Do you even know what the Premier League trophy looks like? No. Look it up. Just please, while, while we're on. Because I promise you, you're going to be like, okay, you know, RJ, I don't like to give you props, but this is a badass-looking trophy. Like, mm. I, I, I promise you. Dude, it's got a crown on it. I mean, Yeah, like, no. It, I don't know. It looks fake. It looks okay. like a toy trophy. I don't like it wow. at all. No, the World Cup trophy is the best trophy, followed closely by the Commissioner's Trophy, which is what you get for Major League Baseball, which have you ever seen that thing up close is awesome. Well, the commissioner himself hates it, just thinks it's a piece of metal. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, so it's commissioner but, himself um, hates baseball. So I um I do want to say one thing before we start talking about actual football and it has nothing to do with football or nothing to do with trophies, but it has everything to do with our listeners. You mentioned to subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. If people leave a review, we will read it. We are contractually obligated. I'm obligated stats to tell you that earlier this week, we got a review from Effing Davis, who said Monday Football Monday is the best on all the explanation pods, whatever. Just, you know, whatever. Uh, a review comes to us from Lord Hades, not from Zeus. Uh, it came last week, five-star review. Title is Look Ahead Jumps the Shark with a question mark. So Look Ahead Jumps the Shark. That's the way it's, uh, it's phrased. Here we go. So here I am listening to Look Ahead, number 87 in parentheses. Shout out to you stats because you handle that. And as expected, RJ, and by the way, shout out here, not everybody takes the time to put the periods between the R and the J and then after. Just read it. Uh, as expected, RJ goes into a typical rant about the Eagles trading for AJ Brown, also the periods, uh, and how they lost. Now, on the merits, it can be argued that this isn't a great move for the Eagles. I'll concede that. But didn't the Cowboys do a similar thing for Amari Cooper, who never helped the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl? Now, RJ, periods involved in him. Would you say that the Cowboys did not get years of great play from him and that he didn't improve the team while he was there? Keep up the good work. Now, stats, if you'll allow me, um, I got a lot of tweets last week. Shout out to the Look Ahead audience. Uh, Rob is on Twitter, too, at Stats on Fire. Just, you know, maybe throw Rob a tweet in there. Um, and um, lots of Eagles fans. Oh, you hate the A.J. Brown trade because you're a Cowboys fan. No, I, my logic is sound. And I do believe that every team who traded for a wide receiver this offseason lost except for the Cleveland Browns because, yes, the Amari Cooper trade was totally worth it. That was so different. And I got into an argument about this on Twitter. The, the wide receiver market stats, and I think you'll concede this, was not what it was when Dallas traded for Amari Cooper the way it is now. The wide receiver market has exploded. So the commitment involved by Dallas was very different. And what I will say is we got to immediately see the, the fruits of that trade for Dallas because it was midseason. They lost their first game, then won five in a row, one of which was actually against the Eagles. Actually, two of them were against the Eagles. And that was an important stretch for Dallas, although it did kind of give Jason Garrett a little bit more life. So maybe it totally wasn't worth it um, in hindsight. But I mean, I'm, I'm over to the idea that I could be wrong, but I do think that Philly gave up 
a lot. And I that this is not the time where you're in the business to be doing that. The wide receiver market doesn't lend itself to that idea the way it did when Dallas traded for Amari Cooper. I digress. Yeah, the wide receiver market is definitely different. I would agree with that. But like, we're not talking about a 29-year-old receiver in A.J. Brown. We're talking about a 24-year-old player. It's it's entirely possible we have not yet seen the best of A.J. Brown. I think that's sure. a factor. I, I, I agree with you. But if we compare the two situations, which I don't think is fair to A.J. Brown, honestly. And again, I have trashed the Cowboys a ton for trading away Amari Cooper this offseason. Like I said, they're the only tra- team who traded away a receiver who lost. But, um, but anyway... Um, Dallas traded for Amari Cooper knowing that they needed him to unlock their franchise quarterback in an aerial sense. The Eagles do not have that. The the Eagles are are trading for A.J. Brown and are a team that runs the ball more than anybody else in the NFL. And the person who is directly involved in A.J. Brown's potential success with the team is literally the worst person for that specific job on the team. And what's more is there's an emotional attachment here that didn't exist with the Cowboys and Amari Cooper in that, like, I don't know if it's half or all of, but what isn't like Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown's daughter's godfather or, or vice versa. Like I know there's some sort of like relationship like that involved there. When, when Philadelphia moves on from Jalen Hurts, like it is going to upset this dude. And so like you're now you're messing with emotions, you know what I mean? And, and so look, I, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll just see stats. I, I have yet to be wrong about a prediction about the Eagles failing miserably. So I think that, the Eagles ran as much as they did last year because it was basically Devonte Smith and nothing else. He was open else. like all the time, though. Like that, you know. That's Jalen yeah, and he Hurts set a fun. franchise record for receiving yards for a rookie. So like, yeah, he well, did pretty that's like good. Saying, oh, Justin Fields set a franchise record for passing in Chicago. Like it means nothing. I mean, you know, that that uh, like, you know whatever. No, uh, I just. But think- I will say, of course, Jalen Hurts had a big pass completion against your 49ers. Of course. Yeah, but like of course this super limited quarterback who can't. Wasn't throw it like for a anything. ninety-nine yard completion that didn't lead to a touchdown, as I recall? It was. And who won that game? I'm happy. Who you won, won that, that game? game? <laughs> I'm very happy you won that game. Who has yet to trade away Jimmy Garoppolo? If you, do you want to play this game, Stats? You want to go there? I mean, like I'm fine with that. So, hey, look, it's I, I can't wait for them to trade him because I feel for you. Speaking of Twitter, again, Rob on Twitter at Stats on Fire. Your profile picture is still the Munich Himes thing because you're waiting on Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded. Yeah, I'm surprised it's lasted this long. So my profile picture for anyone that doesn't know is Mina Kimes face when Keyshawn Johnson said he likes Jimmy Garoppolo. And Mina was absolutely stunned. So I captured that and made it my avatar and said, I'm not going to change it until Jimmy's gone and Trey Lance is officially the starter. It's been that way for quite some time. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, RJ, we've got some unanswered questions that we want to get to on today's show. And we can start with a quarterback who has yet to be traded, not Jimmy Garoppolo. But we're actually going to go to Cleveland and talk about the Baker Mayfield situation. I think that the Browns are in a minefield right now and people are not talking about it enough. Mm -hmm. What they have done this offseason, they alienate their number one overall draft pick who got them back to the playoffs when they have been searching for a quarterback to do that forever. They alienate him. They trade heaven and earth for a quarterback that currently has 22 civil cases pending against him. And they pay him a fully guaranteed five-year contract for over $200 million. And now they might hang on to the guy that they've alienated because the guy that they traded for may get suspended for a quarter, a half, or all of the 2022 season. So let me be very clear here. In no way 
do I, I, mean, I think I speak for you, you know, endorse the Deshaun Watson trade or the contract or anything like that. Um, so that that's a separate thing. Like just talking about Baker specifically, I don't think the Browns have done anything poorly. I mean, again, relative to Baker, like even if it was another option they pursued besides Deshaun, um, Baker sucks. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, what are they supposed to do? Like hang on to him because he was the number one overall pick four years ago. Like Hold you on. said, they alienated him. So what? I mean, like, why do you just, think Baker sucks? Because he's not good. He limits that offense. And, like, I don't think it's – I think he certainly deserves his fair share of credit for what they did two years ago, winning the playoff game, et cetera, et cetera. But part of the way they won that playoff game was old-ass Ben Roethlisberger. Like, just completely, like, pissed it away early on. And part of the reason was Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. And, you know, that whole offense and, and team in general is extremely talented. But But Baker does hold them back. And so I don't fault them one bit for moving on from Baker. And for actually, again, I don't in any way approve of the path they took, but I do approve saying, you know what, we're done. And, and just being like, just deciding, like we are done with Baker Mayfield. I wish that your 49ers would take that approach. Like, is Trey Lance going to start? Like, from the very beginning, it was Baker Mayfield. This was like their effective message. Baker Mayfield is not going to be our quarterback week one of 2022. And granted, they, they went down a path that we – you know, do not condone, but I, I do endorse the like methodology behind that. They didn't live in this wishy-washy half in between purgatory of sorts, the way the Niners are doing with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, but they so, still might be, he still might be their quarterback week one, even though they don't want that to be the case because of the route that they have chosen to go. If, if Deshaun is suspended and Baker's not traded, I don't, it's, it's crazy to me, but I'm not I, like totally, I don't convinced. think they would actually start him. I don't think there's any way they would like, I'm not totally out on Baker, okay? His rookie year, he sets the rookie record for touchdown passes in a season, and he doesn't even start the full season because he wasn't the starter. Then they get Freddie Kitchens. They make him a head coach. He had no head coaching experience whatsoever, and Baker has a bad year, 22 touchdowns, but you gotta, 21 you got to put some of that on Baker because he was Baker's dude. Like He got Baker's seal of approval. Like You can't j- just use Freddie Kitchens as like a flaw. I think, it, look, he's the head coach of the team. Baker did pretty good his rookie year when Freddie Kitchens wasn't the head coach. And the year after they got rid of Freddie Kitchens, Baker threw for 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, and eight picks. That's pretty damn good. Took the Browns back to the playoffs. Last year, he was horribly injured. And and Baker should have sat himself and not continued to try and play. I'll, I'll ding him for that. But, like, we're convinced that Baker's a trash quarterback? I, I don't think the history shows that. So, Baker Mayfield last year was PFF's 30th ranked quarterback. Just the, these are the, the quarterbacks, the one, two, three, yeah, four, five. He was, five quor- he was mangled last the, year. These are the five quarterbacks directly above him. Okay. Justin Fields, Trevor Simeon, Great. Andy Dalton, yeah. Tyler I don't Huntley, care. and Tua Tungavailoa, who got destroyed on Twitter, obviously, recently by DVOA. Like, if you want to go a different metric, he was 23rd. Behind what was he t- in 2020? Don't well, give me but don't like, give me last year when he was horribly injured. But that's mo- what's most recent, and I think his personality makes it difficult to look past that, right? Like he doesn't have this, you know. Like I, I think that's what teams like about Jacoby Brissett or Teddy Bridgewater. Like they're not that talented, but their personalities are leaders and hustlers. And like, like, do you think I I, I maintain that Teddy got off a little scot free for the um the like avoiding the tackle on Darius Slay late in the season? Teddy like, stinks, man. Okay, okay, He's, but. He's but bad. 
he is, but he says the right things. He does the right things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he came out and again, I still think he didn't get enough criticism for that, but he immediately like diffused that situation. That's not Baker. Like, and Baker's like, I don't care. Like Baker's over here. Like, Oh, you know what? At Texas tech, it just didn't work out. You know, Oklahoma, you know, everything was perfect. You know, blah, blah. It's like, dude, at a certain point, like you're the common denominator, like you're the problem. But I maintain that Baker is still in a sweet spot. If we look at the totality of the way the NFL works, we talked about stats previously. We correctly predicted that Mitchell Trubisky and Carson Wentz would get, I don't even know you can call them second chances, but like third or fourth chances in the NFL. Why? It's And, and what's the like hype around them this year? All Kenny Pickett stuff aside, it's, well, they were, you know, he was a second overall pick, right? Like he was, it was just a couple years ago. He was a second overall pick. Like he's still pretty good, right? Like he's at one point in time, somebody thought he was that good. If you're Baker Mayfield, your best chance is not to go to Seattle, is not to go to Carolina and try to put this together with, with sticks and duct tape and glue. It's to sit and call it eating, you know, the season, swallowing your own medicine, whatever. But it's to sit, to be patient. And when next offseason hits, it will be, he was the number one overall pick five years ago and he's available. You will be the creme de la creme the way Mitchell Trubisky was this year. Which is absurd. I mean, it's stupid. It's stupid, but it, it works. Like, if I was advising Baker Mayfield, I would say, just shut up, just be cool, just don't say a word, and next year you will be the guy. The idea that Mitchell Trubisky deserves a starting job this year because of what? Because he backed up Josh Allen in Buffalo is dumb. It's that's, dumb. That's it, though. That's literally it. That's And so, like, that Baker can do that. Like, if there's not a lot of things Baker can do effectively, but he can do that. I think that if they... If Watson gets suspended and they start Baker and Baker starts like four and two or something next year, like he's going to raise holy hell when they try and bench him for Deshaun Watson. It's going to be it could be a a complete powder keg in Cleveland. And it just seems like, RJ, they can never get out of their own way. I talked about this going into last season, how the challenge for the Browns for the first time, basically in my lifetime, was going to be dealing with success. There is. Uh, you do have to deal with success, I should say, right? Like you, there's dealing with failure. And then when you have success and expectations, there's a whole separate set of issues that come along with that. The Browns haven't had to do that in quite some time. They had to do it last year. It did not go well, obviously. And they just, they can never get out of their own way. It's bad enough. They got to, you know, defeat their opponents and these other teams, but they also have to overcome all the crap they're doing themselves. I agree. I mean, I've talked about many times here on the Spination NFL show and at Blogging the Boys about the Cowboys, right? Like, do you know the last time, I think I've asked you this, last time the Cowboys were in the playoffs in back-to-back years, it was 2006 and 2007. Generally speaking, when the Cowboys are coming off of a division title, they not only fail to, like, live up to the hype, but they fail in spectacular fashion. Like, it's not just that they don't (laughs) deliver, you know what I mean? It's, It's that, like, they are seasons from hell. Um, and so I am super bumped for a tonight's schedule release. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's fair to wonder about Cleveland. And so it's fair to wonder like what Cleveland is capable of doing now in this future, et cetera, which is, you know, I, I you know, I, I think they're, they've seemingly accepted that they're just kind of everyone's least favorite NFL team or most hated <laughs> NFL team. Um, and not in like a cool way, you know, like there are teams who, who like embrace the villain role. Um, you know, like we were actually, we're talking about the NBA, like the, you know, the LeBron heat, even though the Warriors kind of had this villain role, you know, I think 
you know, the Chiefs kind of had like a moment with that early this past season. And those are like fun teams to hate. The Browns are just like everybody hates them now. Like, you know, yeah. nobody nobody likes you, Browns. Just leave. Just, There's a just leave again. That's all we want. Between hating a team because of their success and hating a team because of the people that they choose to put on it. Um, but look, going with Deshaun is clearly an all-in move. And that kind of transitions us to our next question we want to tackle today. And that is, who is the team that went all in that will fail? So the question is, will fail? Because that yes, I, I I wrote the question and that was not what I wanted to ask. <laughs> so, uh, my my question stats is, what is the te- who is the team that we are going to criticize for going all in if it fails? Because I I think that we everybody don't... no 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 no, but like I don't think that we do that. Like you're you're like. I, I agree with you because I know what you're going to say. It's like every team is win now. Everybody's trying to be all in. Like except, I agree with you 100% in that capacity. But there are teams every offseason that have the like theme of like, oh, well, they're in now. Like the Rams have had that, you know, they've kind of carried the water there. But the Bills are that team this year. Like, they oh, they signed Von Miller. Like, whoa, they're really, they're doing everything they can. They're, you know, they're going to run it back. They got the overtime rules changed. And like those teams generally. <laughs> I don't know that that was a <laughs> But, like, those teams generally don't face criticism. You know, like, they write the big check of, like, being all in. And so, like, when they when they don't deliver, there isn't this, like, well, you're failures now. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, oh, you know, maybe you'll do it again next year. Like, the Bills are that team. The, the, the Bills are all in. And if they don't deliver, and I, this pains me to say because I, I love the Bills. I would love to see them win the Super Bowl. But, like, if they don't deliver, I think that they are very worthy of criticism to the extreme degree in the offseason because they made this big move to contend in the AFC when they lost, like, every, everyone, like, and that's why I hate the overtime thing. And I, I know you are with me on this, but, like, I hate that everyone has, like, victimized Buffalo. Like, oh, if, if it weren't for the coin to, I was like, no, they blew that game with 13 <laughs> right. seconds. They deserved to lose. Like, th- that that wasn't the coin's fault. And so I, <laughs> I, I don't... I, I think that like Buffalo is in, in a sneaky spot of potential extreme criticism there. See, this is why I tweaked the question, though. I don't ever criticize a team if you go all, go all in and you fail. That's what you're supposed criticism to do. Criticism in the sense of like just acknowledging it, right? Like, hey, you made a big bet. You failed. Blew up in your face. Yeah, you know, but like, we that's know all that they failed when they don't win the Super Bowl. We don't need to point it out again. That part is obvious. My point is we've seen teams go all in. The Rams going all in, the Bills going all in, the Broncos. Like, yeah, there's a lot of teams that have pushed their chips into the table. Which one are you sure is going to fail? The Browns. To me, <laughs> I think it's I think it's New Orleans. Because I don't know. See, like, they are going all what in. What a shocker. Stats wants to hate on the Saints. They kept Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator. They kept Dennis Allen. They kept Jameis Winston. They traded a billion picks for Chris Olave, who, by the way, is going to join the SB Nation NFL show next week. Like, they're going all in, except they have the smallest stack of chips at the table. So everybody else is just like, this is not really that big of a bet for me. I'll just throw in my chips to match you. Like, they are not on the level of these other teams that have gone all in. Yeah, the Saints are that team, like, you know the meme where the guy's like, popping the champagne and like you know showering himself like on the podium whatever and then like it zooms out and he's on the third place podium you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's like who the saints are um i i have some candidates to answer your question which isn't as good as mine to be very clear but yeah, teams right. who who went all in this offseason like relatively speaking like the term all in is a pretty wide net that we're casting um that will fail are you ready for my three dazzle me okay well i already said the browns but those do not count as a part of my three the denver broncos 
I, Agreed. I, don't, I don't see it. I mean, like, I, like I, the Broncos, like we all kind of have these teams. Like the Broncos are kind of like this AFC team that I like. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and and you know, yeah, Broncos country. That's right. Like Russell. Like I've always liked Russell, etc. But um, I just don't see. It. Like I could really, really, really see like a seven to nine season and then this like russell sit down on a podcast that's like <laughs> like you know man you know it's just you know the the, the, the first season in, in a okay you don't have to do your tough, russell you know? wilson impression i, I remember, every I remember show. My, my rookie season in seattle and, and you know we, we went to atlanta and, and we it's we not that really good. good falcons team i mean how dare you stats but anyway um i could see that like like why why are they going to be great like i understand russell like you know was still solid last year in spite of the injury but like that, like we're asking a lot here, you know, to, to be great. And part of the reason that Peyton Manning's Broncos were great early on, and this isn't, you know, usually said, but like the AFC West was trash back then, like it, like around him, like Philip Rivers was there, cool, but that that like predated Derek Carr's arrival, even like obviously predated Patrick Mahomes, and that first season, 2012, even predated Alex Smith. Alex Smith was, you know, getting benched for Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco that year. So like, cool, the Broncos made like like I. I say all the time, and I know you've heard me say it, I think the Cowboys in 2015 tried to build their team to go pick up where Des caught it. And I think we, like fans, tend we, we tend to like connect to the past. And so every Broncos fan is like, this is just like 2012 when Peyton got here. No, it's not. Like, you have a you have three dragons in, like, in front of you. Like, you know, you're, you're Harry, Hermione, and Ron, and you have to get down to the Sorcerer's Stone. You have to go through the three-headed dog thing. Like, this is not an easy proposition. So I think the Broncos... Um, are all in and will fail. Um, I don't think the Seahawks are like getting a top 10 pick out of it or anything, but I do think that, you know, we'll look back and be like, that wasn't exactly great. I think, you know, if if I'm just going to go on brand here, I think the Eagles are a little bit all in. Like trading for A.J. Brown, like, you know, running it back with Jalen Hurts, like, and, you know, you're in a weak NFC East. Like, I don't see it. I, I think Jalen Hurts is – there's an argument to be made that he's the worst starting quarterback on the NFC East, like on, on in specific moments. He is he's probably the worst passing quarterback – the position involves a lot of passing in the division. Um, so especially if you believe wait, wait, that wait. your division has Daniel Jones. Well, if you no. believe that there's a Brian Dable bump coming, I mean, you know, that there's not, he sucks, man. Wow. We've thrown out the word sucks a lot. This is a heavy episode here. This is so stupid. If they thought that there was a Brian Dable bump coming, why wouldn't they pick up his fifth year option? They know he can't play dead in a cowboy movie. I agree with that. Um, one last team that I think is doomed um, in an all-in capacity, and like nobody will criticize this team, and I, I think that's interesting. The Cincinnati Bengals. What did like? Okay, they Ooh. signed Lyle Collins. Like, you know, like why are we supposed to believe that it's supposed to work? And I don't want to like reverse criticize. Like their story was awesome and everything, but like you know, Cinderella doesn't go to a second ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's there's you know like she winds up with the. Right? She winds up with the prince? I really don't know. They all wind up with the prince. <laughs> That's true. But like, oh, like we're, so we're supposed to believe it's better? Like, we're, like we're, you know, we've sat here and you've sat here and I've sat here and we're like, there's no way Micah Parsons has the exact same season. There's no way that the volume is there. And all of that is true and founded in like tons and tons and tons of history. There is no way in the world of probability that Jamar Chase is that Super Saiyan freak mode god that he was <laughs> last year. He will still be very, very, very good. Like, we did not see a, a regression, you know, to the extreme variety for, say, Justin Jefferson from 2020 to last year. But that was a big reason for their success. Like, and they're walking into a division where the, the Ravens are coming back. Like, talking about regression, like, the Ravens injury situation is regressing back or regressing back to the mean. I, I really think the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs. 
playoffs. Like I'm, I'm confident Ooh. in saying they're going to finish up below 500. Wow. That would be really, really bad. But they um, are all in, right? And we, we talk all the time, like, if you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, you have to be all in. They should have been more all in. You know what I mean? Like, they, they were not as all in as they should have been. They were still somewhat all in. They ha- and, and so by proxy, they are subsequently all in. And I don't think it works this year. You know, we went into the season last year saying Zach Taylor is going to be fired. Like he's the coach on the hottest seat. He and, was... and like he's still that dude, to be <laughs> to be very clear. And that will plague them. It's crazy to me that like now, you know, you saying that when you first said the Bengals won't make the playoffs, I was like, what? That's crazy. And then you stop for a second and think about it. It's like, yeah, I could easily see that in that AFC. A hundred percent. I could see that. Um I agree with you, by the way, with what you said about the Broncos. They're going to be fun and interesting, way more interesting than they have been in recent years. Are they winning a Super Bowl? Hell no. Absolutely not. And that when you trade for Russ, that's that's how you define success. They really are the perfect team for Russell Wilson in that they're not uh, an NFL blue blood. Right? Like they're not like a cornerstone, like founding father of the NFL, but they have sort of like over time assimilated to becoming this like probably like face of like the NFL's like business entities, right? Like they, they are now like they have a seat. Uh, they have like a, a seat on the board, so to speak, of, of the NFL. Like that's what the Broncos franchise is. They're an extremely kind of corporate team in that sense. It's fitting that they're up for sale for like a bajillion dollars. But so like that's the perfect team for Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Is like the corporate board seat uh, of the NFL. And so, yeah, they'll be on primetime a bunch. They'll, even when they're not on primetime, their, you know, Chargers and Chiefs games will be, you know, late afternoons on Sundays with Rome. And Ans and Tracy Wilson on the call, but they'll under deliver, and then we'll sit here and be like, "Well, what's what's the issue? Maybe they're just not as good <laughs> as the other teams." Like that's still true, despite Russell Wilson's arrival. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get to another question that you asked that I really, really like. And that is... What team building strategy will be copied next? Because you mentioned it to me and everybody's heard it now. The Rams, right? This is what you got to do. Throw caution to the wind and just keep acquiring talent and F them picks and all that stuff. When it works, teams like to copy it. I think I know the answer to this. 
Well, so to be linear here, the like most recent one before this was the quarterback on the rookie contract. And that is still kind of survived, right? But like that was it. Like you find your quarterback, you maybe you trade up to draft that quarterback, and then you are all in. Like that's your window of opportunity. I think the Eagles kind of really pioneered that. I know that Carson Wentz didn't win the Super Bowl, but you know, like it was okay. They traded for Carson Wentz, signed Alshon Jeffrey, signed Torrey Smith, you know, traded for JJ. They had all these moves. They were unafraid of everything because they had that particular variable. Um, so that happened. Now we've got this. You have a suggestion for what the yeah. next team building strategy is? If if Trey Lance is successful, oh, it's, dear. it's going to be dr- – <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, You're not even, like, letting me finish. What's the problem? There's, okay. Stats, Trey Lance is bad. But, okay, you, you don't want to face that truth. Okay, <laughs> okay we're going to set that aside. <laughs> if it works, it's going to be – Draft your quarterback in the first round, sit them for a year, and then start them the year after. That's what it's going to be. That's already that's Patrick Mahomes like that. <laughs> that's that has gone away. Almost that's Patrick every... Mahomes. That was what Patrick Mahomes did. Can I speak? <laughs> almost every quarterback that gets drafted, especially in the first round, plays almost all of their rookie year. The Mahomes thing was a complete outlier. That has not been the history of the NFL recently. You get drafted, you get thrown in there. It worked with Mahomes because he threw 50 touchdowns in the second season. And if it works with Trey Lance, again, that's going to become the thing now. We're going to move away from this, play the rookie quarterback as soon as he gets drafted, and it's going to be that. It's going to be develop them for a year. You're late to this party. It's Mahomes. Lamar did the same thing. Like Lamar sat for a lot of his rookie, not all, but a lot of, and then had the the blow up his second year in the NFL when he won MVP. Joe Flacco Uh, got hurt. That's why Lamar got in. Super terrible answer from stats. I have the correct answer. Are you ready? Go ahead. And and we're we're seeing the like the beginning of this. Okay, so this is the like, whoa, that's a really big iceberg. And then like the movie zooms out and you see it under the water and it's like fifty times larger underneath. It is trading for a star wide receiver. Like when you're that close, it is that is what it is. And we haven't seen a team that is like on the precipice, like a, the real precipice do it. Because it's like the Raiders and the Dolphins. Like that means nothing. You know what I mean? But next year, if we're fast forwarding, because that's what this is, it's Justin Jefferson. It is, it is the contending team that will move heaven and earth to trade for Justin Jefferson next year when he is fed up with Kirk and the Vikings. He wants out. It's too cold. He wants to go to greener pastures in a literal and metaphorical sense. He wants to get paid, and there will be a contending team out there who will say, we are that offensive piece away. We're going to go get Justin Jefferson. But that really hasn't been – I mean, I guess if you want to count the Rams, but Odell got hurt in the Super Bowl early on, and so, like, they kind of won it without him. I think the Rams him. tried that, though. Like, they, they tried it with Sammy Watkins and Brandon Cooks. You know what I mean? Like, they tried – and, it, like, it just never clicked. But you it has I mean? to work. In order to be copied by everybody, you have to win the Super Bowl. I think we're going to see a bump for the Raiders, and I think people will say, like, wow, like, you know, it, it will. It, and I think it will be teams who are, like – you know, because people like love to hate on like, oh well, that look at that quarterback. He needs help. Yeah, what a weird idea that, <laughs> that like multiple talented people could lead to awesome results. Uh, but pe- I think that we'll see like a bump for Derek Carr. Maybe not like in the success standpoint of like winning the Super Bowl, but like this will be a great year for Derek Carr. And teams will sit there and say, 
we kind of have Derek Carr. Like we don't have Mahomes or Rodgers or Brady or Trey Lance, but we have a guy who like with a little bit of Nas could be on that level. Like the way we saw it happen to Derek Carr, even to Matthew Stafford, like his arrival with Cooper Cup. Granted, that was the opposite sequence of, of you know, combination. And so they will say, you know, imagine and and like i think aj brown will serve as an example for that too right like if aj brown if, if i'm wrong and he improves jalen hurts people will say look what aj brown did for jalen hurts look what Devonte adams did for Derek carr look how much tyree kill misses patrick mahomes with tua as his quarterback and pe- people will say and matt and, and i think deandre hopkins kind of did that for kyler murray a little bit right like so we, we've kind of seen the foundation for this idea so who is i i put it to you says who is the quarterback that needs justin jefferson in the future like who's who's the guy that that, that his team is going to say you know what if we give him justin jefferson in this offense and i think another like josh allen got stefan diggs right like so like that we have seen the the even dak and amari like when you give that dude somebody like who is justin jefferson going to go to because i have the answer for you i mean uh, how is it not lamar oh that would be sick but i mean they'd have to pay him first <laughs> well yeah that's a whole separate issue i think you're close i think you're right church wrong pew i think it's not just trading for a star wide receiver i think it's reuniting the quarterback with one of their college wide receivers mm. burrow with jamar chase waddle with tua Derek carr with Devonte adams i'm thinking that that's going to become kind of a thing so, so justin jefferson's going to the Bengals too to play with because everyone everyone went to lsu so how like, absurd uh, is that by the way um, like, what no the answer uh for justin jefferson's counterpart isn't yep. a reunion of collegiate teammates but it is a common denominator of a first name justin herbert this oh, will be the God. year where like the chargers are like kind of relevant but not good and everyone will then again be like well it's because of this no it's because they suck and then they'll say justin herbert's so amazing blah, blah. yeah he's pretty good but he's not as amazing as you're making pretty good him. he's anyway, amazing so it dude. will be let's give imagine justin herbert with justin jefferson and then like the moment the trade happens it'll be like Football is is back in LA. The Rams won the Super Bowl. The Chargers, they are so many superstars in the city of Angels. Blah blah blah. Justin Jefferson's playing for the Chargers in 2023. Okay. That would be that, that, awesome. they will still be on Justin Herbert like, like the end of his rookie contract, right? Like it will be this like all in move. Yeah, no, but you know how that goes. As soon as they make the trade, they're gonna have to pay him. Yeah, but it won't impact their salary cap, you know, immediately. Right. Yeah, you can structure it so that right. yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know why you bag on the Chargers so much, man. Dude, because they're like, I don't know. J- Justin like, Herbert is phenomenally good. Did you forget that Raiders game last year? That was such an Did you forget the, the one where he like collapsed and they didn't win and they lost and they missed out on a playoff situation? Like, we, we, we love to see him be like, well, like, man, y'all, the losers on the odd catch, like, Lamar can't win a big game. Lamar, Lamar can't. I want to see him do it in the playoffs. Justin Herbert hasn't even made it to the playoffs. And in his, like, first effective playoff game, he couldn't do anything to help his team win against the Raiders, like a team that we all know sucks. Hold on. Hold on. He couldn't do anything to help his team win. Did you forget all the fourth downs they converted in did, that did game? Did they win? Did they win, though? Yeah, but that's Did insane. They win? It was a 35-32 game with a game-winning kick went through the uprights with no time left in overtime, and you're sitting here saying that Justin Herbert did nothing to help his team win? That's absurd. He also lost to the Texans like, and, and was miserable against them. And again, okay. we kill other quarterbacks for far less crimes. 
He, and that's my my gripe with the Chargers is they don't like they have a lot of blood on their hands and we treat them like they are super innocent like they're hanging out on the pew in the church you know what I mean like what no, there's no blood here like no like they're just this like vogue team that people like to think is cool so nobody wants to acknowledge their flaws and that's what bothers me so like maybe I over criticize them but it's to counteract the lack of criticism that comes from my counterparts and my colleagues I think you're out, you're just out of your mind crazy. Like to to bag on them for losing to the Raiders in in a one of the best regular season games we've seen in we the last five years. We bag on the Colts years. for the same thing. We bag on Hold the Colts on. for losing to the Raiders. No, the Colts lost to the Jaguars. Was the Chargers lost to the Texans. The Chargers lost to who did not have the number one overall pick on their roster. The Chargers lost to the Texans, who were tanking, like openly tanking. That's one game. The Jaguars game is one game for the Colts. I mean, but the Raider, the the Raiders, that last game of the season that you said where Justin Herbert did nothing, like the Raiders are a playoff team. So you're gonna bag on them because they lost a one score game in overtime against a playoff team. That's your like that's your. So basketball? why are we gonna bag? Why do we bag on the Colts for losing to the Raiders? Like that's what bothers me. Like we bag on the Colts for losing to the Raiders. We don't bag on the Chargers. Oh no, I bag on the Colts for losing to the Jags. We bag on the, the Colts Raiders. for losing to the Jags, but not the Chargers for losing to the Texans. Yeah, Davis Mills played better than, than what's his face, um, Trevor Lawrence last year. So I mean, would you rather right now you have you the all 49ers quarterbacks are taken off of Earth. You can have Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence. You're taking Davis Mills because he played better last year. I think I might. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What. What can I expect from the dude who thinks Trey Lance is winning MVP? I did make that bet, but I never said that on this show. Like, all I said was, if Trey Lance is successful and you bust it out with Trey Lance sucks, which I, like, <laughs> where is this hostility coming from? That makes day? more sense than him being successful to the degree that you're painting out. So. He played 10 quarters. What was so horrible about his 10 quarters that you're writing off his whole career? I don't know, but I know that the Niners were so not impressed that they refused to let Jimmy Garoppolo go. Think about that. that. That's the issue is that by keeping Jimmy, I don't think the Niners look at it that way, but they are incredibly naive to not realize that that's what they are setting. They're setting Trey Lance up to get those questions by doing what they've done, which is absurd and stupid. They should have been smart enough to know that that was what's going to happen. Kyle Shanahan has grown up in the NFL. For him to not see this is ridiculous. Mm. I think we don't consider enough that Kyle Shanahan is literally the offensive coordinator who left his game plan for the Super Bowl, like at media night. Like, you know, <laughs> he's that dude. <laughs> like, that did some, happen. On some level, he's that dude. So, like, if we're sitting here being like talking about levels of intellect and things like that, like, you know, no, nothing's beyond Kyle Shanahan. I'll just say that. One more question that we need to get to, uh, and we're kind of combining a couple different things in terms of coaches on the hot seat and Sean Payton, who's like hovering over all of this, like any team that potentially could change their head coach, I'm sure at some point is going to check in with Sean Payton, who in his quote unquote retirement press conference said, I'm going to coach again fairly soon. So the question was, what non-Cowboys team is Sean Payton keeping his eye on, right? Like, because that's the thing, like, 
I can tell you that, and I'm not like pumped about this, but like Mike McCarthy in his introductory press conference as the Cowboys head coach was like, yeah, I kept my eye on a couple of teams last year. And that, that makes sense, right? Like you kind of know like what, what teams might have openings. So like if you're Sean Payton, what, what like, you know, if you build a barn the way Mike McCarthy did and you're, you build a whole front office and you like, you know, study everything, blah, blah, blah. Like what teams are you watching? Like the Cowboys for, like, for obvious reasons, but like what, who else? Like who else is bad enough to where their head coach could be dismissed and good enough to be, entice Sean Payton? 2023 and in a situation where the saints would feasibly trade sean payton to them so it's three circles you got to find the venn diagram of it's tough especially because like with I, so I many have a good sleeper team, pick that you're gonna love by the way but keep going with so many good teams in the afc it's t- i think it might be an nfc team which makes it a little more difficult with the trading of you know because you got to trade payton in your conference which teams sometimes don't want to do but if i had to pick a team right now i think i go and this is just be horrible for me i think i go with the arizona cardinals i think if they don't have a great year now it depends on the kyler situation but maybe you can sell kyler on signing an extension if you say hey we're going to get sean payton one of the you know look what he did for drew Brees, another short quarterback by the way i think that arizona could be the spot if i'm sean payton i take a look at that their defense is is strong it has not been the problem in the Cliff Kingsbury tenure there in Arizona, the offense has been the issue. They have talented players on offense, but I, I think Cliff stinks as a head coach. And so to me, if I'm Sean Payton, I definitely keep an eye on Arizona. You get to live in Arizona. Cost of living is cheap. It's nice weather. That, that's attractive to me. Yeah, but Cliff's just signed the extension. So it's Steve Kime. Like, I just, you know, I don't see... You know that I mean that at the, at the end of the day, like you know, maybe you trade Cliff there. You know what I mean, like whatever. But like, I just don't see that happening personally. Um, you know, maybe maybe some Dennis Allen is the one who gets like the ultimate boot because then Cliff is like the head coach of the. Team. I have to admit, I did forget about the Cliff extension. And well, and the important thing is, it's also Steve Kine. So like, they're a pair. You know what I mean? Like, so they have new deals together now. But um, for me, and this is actually an example I threw out. You know, all the discussions we had, we have had about this at Blog and the Boys. I'm I'm not like a fan of like you know what I I I don't think McCarthy is like this total waste. I'm obviously not like in on McCarthy, but like you made this bed, so lie in it. You know it's stupid that like now the Cowboys have to lie in this bed while also like sneak out and go lie in the Sean Payton bed or the bed of rumors at least. Um, but my my whole like position was okay, Cowboys, if you really believe that Sean Payton is like the answer. He's 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 what unlocks you. Like you're a Sean Payton away, then do it now. Like quit wasting time. But like that is so stupid because the longer you don't do it, the mm-hmm. more time you allow for something else to entertain him. Whether he I don't think he's going to do television now, but like whether some other element of life entertains him or another opportunity presents itself, I think the sleeper opportunity that we're talking about. And I don't know his contract situation off the top of my head, but Andy Reid is like got to be close to retirement, right? Like he, he's no, I mean, no like, like, and think about it. Like, Andy Reid has accomplished everything in the NFL. And I, I do, like, I think we say this, like, people say this a lot about different players or, or coaches. Like, you know, he really wanted to leave the team in a good place, you know, after he left. Who doesn't? Like, like who, who wants, you know, whatever. Like, like, oh, man, Bruce Arians got all the credit. He wanted to make sure that the Buccaneers were taken care of. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, Bruce. You are so noble. But anyway, um, I, I could see Andy saying, you know what, Sean, like, if, if it can't be me, you know, for the Chiefs, Sean Payton. And if you're Sean Payton and the opportunity arises to coach Patrick Mahomes or anybody else, what are you doing? Well, I mean, I could see why it would be attractive to Sean Payton. I don't think Andy Reid's going anywhere. He's 64 but, but, years old right now. That's I think pretty he's, old. I mean, like. I agree, but I think for he's the like, NFL. It's pretty young in life. But yeah. Right. 
But I think he would be like, why would I leave this? I'm set up. I'm going to win 10 games a year every year and make the playoffs every year. I'm just adding to my legacy. Andy Reid, if Andy Reid wins a couple more Super Bowls, you could make the argument he's like a top three coach of all time. Maybe. If he had had one in Philly, I think that would be super easy because then you've got like one in each conference, one with yeah. different teams. Like that that really goes a long way. Uh, to, like it's a different path to the top three than like your, you know, Chuck Knowles or Tom Landers or whatever. Um, I, but I think that makes sense. I could also see like if we're right about the Bengals implosion, right? Like and maybe mm. they're like, you know what? Zach Taylor does suck. <laughs> like, let's let's move on. <laughs> like, let's, you know. Wow. And, but like you and, and Sean Payton's like, hey, Joe, you and me, we got a lot of Louisiana connections, buddy. Uh, you know, like, let's let's just do that. But like some of it is quality of life for Sean Payton. And that's why, like, I don't no disrespect to the Queen City, uh, but I can't see him being like, I'm I'm doing all this to go live in Cincinnati. You know, you finally like, learned why, that Cincinnati is the Queen City. Um, I believe you mentioned on Monday Football Monday you thought it was Baltimore. Yeah, I did. Baltimore's uh-huh. You didn't yeah. think I was listening, did you? By the way, uh, Zach Taylor has a contract extension through 2026. Man, what is yeah, with if, these if teams? One, and you love to point out that like the Bengals do not like to end those. Early. No. Right. What are these with these teams extending these coaches? Like, what was the rush to extend Cliff Kingsbury? Were you worried somebody else was going to hire him away? What was the rush to extend Zach Taylor? He's had one good season. Like, damn, let's let's hold on here. It's honestly difficult to find a situation that makes more sense for Sean Payton than Dallas. It really is. You know my thing, RJ. How many times have I said it? What must be done eventually must be done immediately. I agree with I've you completely. I've never heard you say that before. I have said it many times. If you think that Sean Payton is the guy for you, then why? what is the point of just using another year of Mike McCarthy? If you're convinced that he is not the guy for you, there's why sacrifice a year? That's crazy to me. Welcome to my life. That's awesome. I'm super happy. Who is saddling themselves to a, a, like a bigger doom to their season? The Cowboys and Mike McCarthy or assuming it happens? The 49ers to Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, the 49ers to Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> because I've seen a team succeed despite Mike McCarthy. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy. The 49ers would just be just punching them. Just punch me in the face for like 10 I minutes. Do think, I don't think we are criticizing enough, although you are certainly trying to counterbalance that. We talk so much about, we talked about it today, like how precious the, the rookie contract window is for quarterbacks. Yep. And like... It's dumb when teams don't capitalize it. Like the Cowboys did not capitalize it, but the one saving grace I give them is like, it sort of happened out of thin air. Like they didn't anticipate that and they had to carry Romo's dead money after they cut him, you know, whatever. The Niners created this, like knowingly <laughs> created this, like they, they flipped the hourglass upside down. You know what I'm saying? And are just watching the sand tick away. It's amazing. It's ridiculous and it's stupid and I have pounded them for it and they... First, they acknowledged how much getting Jimmy's money off the books would help them be aggressive in free agency. And then when they didn't do that, they said, oh, this was our plan all along, which I have called them out on and pounded them on forever. And I will because it's so stupid and absurd. And all these press conferences are on tape. And I I remember what you said. But, yeah, that's what they're doing right now. And it's dumb. And uh, you know what the, the frustrating thing is like, let's say if Trey Lance goes out and play well, people are going to be like, Oh, the 49ers handled this situation perfectly. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. My last question for you stats. It's my belief that the Cowboys, do you know what network has the Cowboys Thanksgiving day game this year? It's not Fox. 
It is fine. That's why I was, I was just asking. It's my belief. Because, like, you don't have to give – I mean, everyone's going to watch that game. Right? Like, you don't have to give the Cowboys an amazing opponent to get people to watch that game. It's mm-hmm. it's it's Fox's most watched regular season game every season every year. Right? So, you don't, you don't have to burn an opponent. But it is my belief that in an effort to – because, like, it's also a, real, a longer pregame show, and they do some, like, introspective stuff. They, you know, they focus on the families. You see, you know, everybody's family making the turkey and everything like that. They will have some time to highlight and profile – their top color analyst of the future in Tom Brady. Cowboys Buccaneers, Thanksgiving Ugh, Day game. Does that God. make sense to you? None of this Tom Brady becoming an announcer and making it a, <laughs> twice what Troy Aikman got when he set the record. Like, think about that. If you're Troy Aikman, how mad are you? You set the record for the con 18 million from ESPN per year. Then Tom Brady essentially doubles it with no experience whatsoever. And does that with the place that that let you walk <laughs> right yeah that's true like so fox is saying they think tom brady's twice as good as troy aikman who's been doing the job for 20 years like, i will say really? i a, a little like subplot to this and i don't know that they have announced like because i think her contract was up too but like the biggest winner in all of the like movement friend of the SB nation nfl show aaron andrews assuming she is back at fox dude she get like to be on the same team, like Kevin, Kevin Burkhardt and Aaron, not that like they are lacking for fame or success or, you know, anything, but like to be partnered with him is a pretty big deal. I'm not saying she's not a winner, but when you get, what was it? $275 million or 300, whatever the hell the number was for Brady, you're the biggest winner. <laughs> That's I'm true. sorry. Especially when they're like, you can start whenever you want. Do you agree with me that it's Cowboys Buccaneers on Thanksgiving? Like, do you think that makes the most sense? Yeah. I, yeah, probably that that game that rating is going to be massive. Assuming it is that that you know those two teams, I will say the last five times that Fox has had the Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game, it has been an NFC East opponent. Four of those have been Washington. Oh God, don't do that to us. Don't do <laughs> don't ruin my Thanksgiving already, Fox. I mean, oh man, and Dallas has of those four, they've lost two of those Washington games. Can you name the quarterbacks that they lost to? Robert Griffin the third. That's one of them. That's the first one. They played them in tw- in 2012, 16, 18, and 20. The last three times it's been on Fox, it's been Washington. Jason Campbell? No. <laughs> Dude, no. Mm-hmm. I know he was Washington. You're going to kick oh, yourself. No. Actually, he was with Chicago in 2012. Uh, yeah, that was the Colin Kaepernick Monday night game. So yep. yep. Uh, Washington. Give me the years again really quick. 16, 18, 20. Dallas lost one of those games. You're looking for the quarterback those seasons. In 16? I should know this. Why can't I remember this off the top of my head? Uh, I can't remember. Give me one. That's, well, they or is it the they beat um, they beat Kirk Cousins twice. In oh God, what is wrong? With so we're me? looking. We're looking. No, but we're looking for the other quarterback they lost to because you got RG three in two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. So I've, it, it, it's Alex Smith. That's who they lost to in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. There you go. All right, RJ, that's going to do it for this edition of The Look Ahead. Again, part of the SB Nation NFL show. Rate, review, subscribe. Proof today. If you leave a review on the show, I promise you we will read it. Enjoy the schedule release, everybody. We didn't get into a ton of it today because obviously it's going to be dated by the time uh, when the schedule comes out tonight. But I'm doing triple duty this week for the SB Nation NFL show. Justice Mosqueda and I will be hosting tomorrow on NFL Reacts. We will have... The full schedule breakdown for you. It is going to be awesome. It is, as you know, RJ, one of my favorite days of the year. I hope you have a fantastic Thursday, fantastic weekend. 
Enjoy it, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.